And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction of preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Ness attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to, to come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ. And comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, James Stewart stars as cowboy good guy Britt Ponsett on a western adventure of The Six Shooter from 1953. Then Robert Young stars as father extraordinaire Jim Anderson on part one of a comedy episode of Father Knows Best from 1950. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi, Carl. What's going on? All good. What's going on? Oh, you know what? Uh, Mike and I celebrated a birthday last week. You we did. did. Yeah. Both of you. I so turned 21. It's a double birthday. And Mike, how old did you turn last week? 18. 18. So, wow. And we had some. And you're how old, Lisa? 14. 70 something? 14. I'm catching That's up. That's not old. Now. You know, 70 is the new 30. It, it, it is. It you must know? be. I'm, yeah. Yeah. But so, I feel real good. And you for have my a birthday age. coming up pretty soon too. I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our birthdays are only a few Let's months. Better apart. start shopping. I will. takes a, <laughs> takes a long time to find something that Lisa likes. She's no. a little, she's kind of picky. No, I'll be I'll be really I clear love, about it. I love absolutely love what you guys got me. I'm oh my so gosh. glad. I love Just what you guys got me. Love, love it. So <laughs> can't thank go wrong. You. I'll have to take a picture of what you guys got me. Okay, good. It, it fits perfect. It's it's fantastic. Thank you. All right, it's time now for the Six Shooter. This was a terrific Western series. It starred one of the biggest movie stars in all the world, James Stewart. He played Britt Ponsett, frontier drifter and all around good guy. It premiered on NBC in 1953. Ponsett carried a gray steel six-gun with an unmarked rainbow mother-of-pearl handle, and people called them both the six-shooter. Stewart was perfect as the slow-talking maverick who found himself embroiled in other people's problems and sometimes had to shoot his way out. It was a great Western, but it came too late and only lasted one season. We have an episode for you now from December 13, 1953. It's called More Than Kin. It stars James Stewart. Here's part one of The Six Shooter. James Stewart as The Six Shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. Its handle unmarked. People call them both The Six Shooter. The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as The Six Shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. Confess thee of thy sin, Desdemona, or indeed thou art to die. 
May Lord of the law have mercy on me. I say amen. And you, mercy too. I never did offend you in my life. Oh, pardon, woman. Oh. May I speak the truth? I never did offend. You're offending us, lady. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who is this guy Shakespeare anyway? <laughs> oh, banish oh, me, my lord, but kill me not. Don't, trumpet. Kill me tomorrow, but let me live tonight. Pete say kill it tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's get it over with. Hey, nay. The lady, if you strive... But half an hour! Holy mackerel, not another half hour then! Go on, Othello, put her out of her misery! How about our misery? <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen! Ladies and gentlemen! He certainly don't mean us! Ladies and gentlemen! It appears that our thespian efforts do not meet with your approval. Appears? My company and I... Have played before all the crowned heads of Europe. We thought the enlightened community of Virtue City would welcome an opportunity to witness the works of the immortal bard as performed by Madame de la Seine, the distinguished French actress, and by your humble servant. We were mistaken. To err is human, to forgive divine. I forgive you. The performance is concluded. Good night. Hey, hey now, just a minute. You mean you ain't going on to the end of this thing? You have understood me correctly, sir. What's Shakespeare going to think? Yeah, what about the money we paid? Do we get it back? What about... Silence! Silence, please! My company has more than earned a meager pittance. You ain't earned nothing until the show's over. That's right. Either you finish up your acting up there, you give us our dough. That's right. This ultimatum is outrageous. I reject it flatly. Just you stay up there on that stage, mister. I... I said... Please, please, sir, sir, please, there are ladies present. Someone might be injured. You going on with the show, ain't you? Well... Uh, 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 the, 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 uh, performance will continue. Yeah. But under protest, sir, under severe protest. I hadn't been back to Virtue City since the second silver strike. The first mines played out, all oh, 10, 15 years ago, and the town had been crumbling away like a stale loaf of bread. But the new new strike last spring, oh, that, that, well, the looks of things is even bigger than the first one. The old stores all opened up again, and half a dozen new ones being built. The new railroad accounted for some of the prosperity. Anyway, that's the way. That's why I'd come to town. I I was supposed to meet the train from Chicago and pick up some spare parts for the pump at the Round Y Ranch where I was working. Train wasn't due until the next day, so I headed over to the hotel to see about getting a room. The clerk was sitting behind the registration counter, looking through some kind of a contraption. I didn't know what it was. Uh, sure, I'd never seen a gadget like that before. Uh, <coughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, mister. Didn't know you was there. Well, I... I like just to... got me a new set of pictures. I was sort of anxious to try them out, you know. Pictures? Well... Uh, my stereoscope. 
Oh. oh. Ah, why, you, you, you've seen a stereoscope before, ain't you, mister? No, no, I can't say as I have. Why, it's the newest thing. All the folks back east have got them. Here, j- just let me show you, huh? Now, nah, you wait a minute. Just wait till I find Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Now, you just look through the front end there, huh? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well. Well. I'll be doggone. Why, uh, why, it just looks like that water's come right at you, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> why, you just, you'd think it was real. <laughs> well, you, you'd think you were right there. <laughs> here, here, just, just, let me show you another one, huh? Now, let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, pyramids. Pyramid. I'm the only fellow in town got the pyramids, the you know? The pyramids. Yeah, yeah, they're in Egypt, you know. Yeah. Huh? There, now, how's that? Why, just look at, oh, I can't believe it, do you? <laughs> well, that's, well, that fellow's standing out in front of the pyramids. Uh, you, it's just like you could touch him. <laughs> You could just reach out and touch him. I, I, I never seen anything like that before in my life. Yeah, you just wait till I find that redskin to shoot in an arrow. Oh, God, the way he's aiming it. Well, if you didn't know it was a picture, you'd swear you was looking uh, at the... key, if you please. Oh, oh, sure, Mr. Plunkett, sure. Andrew may as well have my bill ready. We'll be checking out this afternoon. Oh, thought you were supposed to give another show tonight. The uh, <clears throat> performance has been canceled. Hey. Hey, Arch. Hey, beg your pardon, sir... Arch, well, you, don't you remember me? You seem to have the advantage, sir. I don't believe that I... Britt! Britt! Ponsett! Well, what the thunder are you doing in Virtue City, Arch? Why, I haven't seen you since... Since, since last... our triumphal tour of Texas, wasn't it, Britt? Why? When we were the honored guests of the governor, my company and I... You remember he insisted that we stay at the executive mansion? Uh, now, Arch... I, I shall I... never forget the warmth of our reception there. The people of Texas have a true appreciation of the art of the drama... Unlike some of our more recent audiences. Audiences? Well, come along, old boy. Come along. You must join us for a spot of tea. Marguerite will be so delighted to see you again. Marguerite? Who's she? My lovely wife. Oh. Don't tell me you've forgotten her. Well, I... Well, no, I, th- I thought her name We've, was... We've uh, taken the pre- presidential suite, of course. If you'll just follow me... Well, now, hold on, Archway. I, I've, I've got to see about a room for myself. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. The clerk will take care of these trivial details. This way, dear boy. This way. Ah, here we are, my dear Brit. Enter. Hey, what, what the Sam Hills happened to you, Arch? What, what happened to your voice? You, you, you <laughs> all in good of... time, my good man, all in good time. Marguerite? That's you, Arch? Yes, my dear. I've brought someone with me. Oh, uh, I have uh, been, um, how you say, uh, taking a little nap to snooze dinners. <laughs> what, well, Why, you son of a gun, what... Well, where did you come from? Oh, Maggie, how are you? <laughs> he was downstairs in the lobby, Mag. I had to get him up here fast before he spilled the beans. Oh, that's right. You don't know we're in the profession, do you, Brett? The what? Show business, Brett. Show business. Maggie and I are actors now. We got our own company. No. <laughs> Permit me to introduce myself. Archibald Plunkett, late of London, Paris, New York, and for an unpleasant moment, Virtue City. Plunkett, eh? <laughs> Couldn't keep on calling myself Archie Plunkett. Once I gave up the dry goods emporium and started acting. Oh, I see. And uh, this charming lady is my wife, the toast of the continent, Marguerite Delessane. What do you mean you changed your name too, Maggie? Oh, just fancied it up a speck. I-, I used to be Maggie Rivers before I married Archie. 
Well, we looked on a map. There's a French river called the Seine, so, uh... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't seem fair somehow. <laughs> what do you mean, Brett? Well, all your folks give you a handle. Seems like you ought to stick with it. Oh, uh-huh. not when you're in the profession. Is that so? Sure, most actors have to change their name. They do? Yeah, uh-huh. lots of them. Well, I, I, I guess if it's customary, I... Gee whiz, you're actors now, huh? Well, Arch wasn't much good at business, Britt. You know that. He always hated to stay in one place. And then when the drought hit, well, we were cleaned out. Yeah, it was right about then Doc Ryder comes through with his medicine show. Remember the Doc, Britt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. His guitar player left him flat. Run off with that girl he used to do the singing. The one with the yellow tights. Yellow tights? I don't think... Oh... Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doc needed somebody to take their place, and, well, Maggie always had a real sweet singing voice, and seen as how we were broke, anyhow. Doggone tights never did fit me. Well, you're not still with the medicine show, are you? Oh, we sure ain't. Anyhow, we struck out on our own, started in doing serious acting. You know, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, oh. To be or not to be, that oh, is the I, question. I see. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer... The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune are to take up arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing. That's pretty good. End them. That's Hamlet. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> to tell you the truth, brother, was going to appear as the melancholy Dane this very evening. That circumstances have compelled us to abandon the production. Is that so? Yeah, there was little trouble during our performance of Othello last night. Mm, you mean the folks didn't like the show? Well, when they started shooting up at the ceiling, that was the impression that we got. Well, now they shouldn't have done that. I couldn't agree with you more completely. Anyway, we're going on to Rocky Falls. Maybe folks there will have a little more... Oh, who on earth? Right, now you won't say anything. You won't give us away. Oh, no, no, of course not. Your servant, sir? Forgive me for intruding. Are you Archibald Plunkett, the actor? I am he. Delighted to meet you, Mr. Plunkett. And uh, what may I do for you, sir? I happen to be spending the day in Virtue City, and I saw a theatrical poster advertising a performance of Hamlet, one of my favorite plays. Unfortunately, when I tried to buy tickets, I was informed that your company isn't appearing this evening. That is uh, correct, sir. Uh, A sudden change in our schedule. We have so many engagements, we're unable to fill them all. I understand, Mr. Plunkett. I understand. The begettis of show business. (laughs) See, I happen to be in the theater myself. Indeed? My card. No, thank you. I'm sorry I won't have the opportunity of witnessing your performance. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Old faker. Why, I bet he's no more in show business than you are, Brett. Probably thought we'd give him a couple of free passes. Oh. Oh, no. Arch, what's the matter? Oh, no, no, no. It, it, It couldn't. I've seen things. Britt? Hmm? Here, Britt, what's it look like to you? The name on this card. What's it say? Oh, I, uh, let's see. It, it says Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Yeah, that's the name, all right. Printing's real clear. For the next couple of minutes or two, Arch and Maggie just stood there looking at each other. And the way they were looking at each other, I tell you, hey. It was the same kind of an expression a calf gets just before you hit him with a branding iron. Then Arch walked over to the window and raised it up just like he was getting ready to jump out. I thought, sure, Maggie'd stop him. She didn't. 
All she did was just grab the calling card out of my hand, start rubbing her finger over the printing on it. Arch, it's real engraving. Yeah. Why can't I do it, Maggie? Why can't I end it all right, right here and now? Oh, now, what are you talking about, Archer? What's got into you folks, anyhow? P.T. Barnum, Britt. You know who P.T. Barnum is, don't you? Well, he said he was in show business. In show business? He is show business. Jenny Lynn, General Tom Thumb, half the stars in America owe their careers to him. Yeah? Don't you see, Britt? He was going to come to the theater tonight. He was going to watch his act without us even asking him. Well, we... And if he liked us, well, there's no telling what would have happened. He might have hired us himself. An actor gets a chance like this only once. To appear before... P.T. Barnum. Arch? Arch, maybe it's not too late. It is too late. No, listen now. Now, now the company is still in town. All we'd have to do is unpack the costumes. The performance has been canceled, Maggie. Then we'll uncancel it. I'll round up the rest of the cast, uh, change your train ticket. Sure, that's it. And and you, you get over to the opera house. Make sure they, they haven't let it out to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, oh no. No, no, what about an audience? Oh, yes. Well, I tell you, give some of the kids around town passes. They'll spread the word quick enough. Well, now, just don't stand there, Arch. Get moving. Oh, all right, Maggie. Yeah, all, all, all right. All right. <coughs> well, uh, Maggie, I guess uh, Brit. I... Uh, wh- Britt, now, now you go and find Mr. Barnum. What? He must be staying in the hotel. The clerk will give you the room number. Well, I... Uh, tell him we rearranged our schedule again. We're playing Hamlet tonight. But for heaven's sakes, don't let him know it's because of him. Oh? And, and tell, him, tell him he won't need tickets. We're saving him the front box. Well, hurry up, Britt. Hurry up. Before I make some other plans. All right, sure, sure. All right, Maggie. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Barnum? Yes? Oh, hello there. Howdy. My name's Britt Ponsett. I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Ponsett. What can I do for you? Well, my friends, the Plunkets, the, uh, the uh, Plunkettes, they uh, asked me to find you. Oh? And uh, they've, they've sort of changed their plans. It seems they're, they're going to stay over in Virtue City tonight and uh, give the show. Oh, I see. And they asked me to tell you that they're saving a box for you. If you'd care to use it tonight. That's very considerate, Mr. Ponset. I'd be delighted. Are you with the company? How's that? Are you one of the performers I'm to have the pleasure of watching tonight? Uh, oh, no. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just a friend. Oh. Well, thank you for delivering the message. Don't mention it, Mr. Barnum. Uh, don't mention it. Well, I didn't see any more of Arch and Maggie that afternoon. I figured they'd have plenty to keep them busy. This... Acting jobs about like anything else, I guess. There must be a certain amount of work to it. Anyway, about seven o'clock, I was up in my room putting on a clean shirt and getting fixed up to go to the theater and watch their play. Hey, man. Hello, Britt. Oh, hello, Arch. Maggie. Oh, what's the matter? I was just born under an unlucky star, I guess. Oh? It's my fault. I never should have suggested giving a performance tonight in the first place. Well, what, couldn't you get the opera house? No. No, it's, it's available. Well, Mr. Barnum's coming. He told me so himself. Oh, heaven forbid. 
Well, I, I thought you were so anxious for him to see you. That's... Not just to see us, but to, to like us, to appreciate our talent. Oh, if I'd only stop to think, Arch. Oh, don't blame you, my dear. Blame myself. Should have realized the whole idea of our plane tonight was out of the question. Now, now I've sent those kids all over town. Well, maybe we can catch an early train. Sneak away before anyone knows. Now, now, hold on there. Now, what, what are you both so down on the mouth about? Now, you got the theater... And you're going to have an audience, Mr. Barnum included. Well, that's just it, Brett, the audience. Huh? It'll be the same folks who came last night. Oh, I see. They boo us, make fun of us, probably start shooting again. And what'll Mr. Barnum think? We're the worst actors he's ever seen, that's what he'll think. Yeah, but there ought to be some well-maintained order. What about the sheriff? Here's a man to do it. Already seen him. Yeah? Oh, what'd he say? Said we ain't any better than we was last night, he's... Advising the boys in the audience not to aim at the ceiling. Is that so? Uh, one big opportunity, Britt. And it's ruined before we ever got started. Well, maybe there won't be any trouble. Maybe the audience will like this, uh, what, what is it, Hamlet? Maybe they'll like that better than the one you gave them before. They won't. It, it isn't one of our most successful presentations. Uh-huh. You couldn't try something else, could you? We only do two plays, Britt. Fellow uh, and Hamlet. I see. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be much point repeating that Othello. Huh? No, I wouldn't. Uh-huh. Well, I'm awful sorry, Arch. I wish there was something I could do. Do you, Brett? Do you really wish there was something you could do? Why, sure, Maggie, sure. Well, as a matter of fact, we did have one possible solution. So? It sort of involves you, in a way. What, me? You, you see, you, you're practically saving our lives, Brett, if you do it. Explain it to him, Arch. Well, maybe, uh, maybe you, you'd better do the explaining. Oh, no, no, it, it really was your idea, Arch. Go on, Arch. Well, you see, Brett, now, 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 don't say no until you hear me out. Uh, well, I'm not saying anything. You see, uh, we were thinking most of the folks here in town must, well, they must know you by sight, and they know you're the six-shooter. That's the first portion of The Six Shooter. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with ten of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now, let's get back to The Six Shooter. Well, I said no. You can be darn sure of that. And I kept saying it over and over and over again for the next hour and a half. I, well, what they were suggesting was just tom foolishness. That's all. I, 
I just had to turn them down, that's all. I just had to do it. And they must have known I wouldn't agree to a thing like that. But no matter how hard I talked, they just talked harder. And being actors, they had strong voices, too, you know. Well, the next thing I knew, somehow they'd managed to drag me along with them to the opera house. Anyhow, after the piano solo by Thelma Featherhill, the curtain went up and the show got underway. Started out all right, too. Audience seemed to be paying attention. Nobody is creating any ruckus or anything, at least not at first. Oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt. That it should come to this, but two months dead. Oh, frailty, thy name is woman. Oh, fire on, oh, fire, fire. Yes, fire on you too. <laughs> Of most unrighteous tears had left the flushing in her galled eyes. She married. Sounds like old Lady Crandall. She only waited two weeks after Jed Crandall kicked the pocket. <laughs> no, it cannot come too good. But break my heart, for I must hold my tongue. Better get a good grip on it, Mister. <laughs> You see, Britt, you just gotta do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, look at poor Archie. Well, isn't it just enough to break your heart? A weary, stale, flat, and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world. Your acting's a little flat, too, mister. <laughs> Go on, Britt. That's your cue. What cue? What you... Go on. That's oh. it. Oh, good Horatio. I'm glad to see you well. Hail to your lordship, Rith. Hmm? Hail to your lordship. Oh, yeah. Hail to your lordship. What made you from Wittenberg, Horatio? How's that? What? A, a truant disposition. Uh, uh, a truant disposition. Have get to school, kids. Here comes a truant officer. <laughs> I will not hear your enemies say so. Nor shall you do my ear that violence. To make it cluster of your own report against you. Now he's bringing out the report cards. <laughs> Sid, Sid, you better take it easy. Huh? Don't you see who that is, that other actor fella? What are you talking about? It's Brick Ponsett. Ponsett, the six-shooter? You must be crazy. He's staying at the hotel. I seen him this afternoon. Well, what's he doing up there on that stage? He's a friend of them actors. Oh, if I was you, I'd keep my big mouth shut from here on in. There ain't no sword he's wearing under that rig. That's a six-gun, plain as day. It followed hard upon. Thrift, thrift, Horatio. The funeral baked meats did coldly furnish for the marriage tables. Would I have met my dearest foe in heaven, there I had seen Oh, woe is me. Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince. Sweet, uh... And flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Uh. Rest. And flocks of angels sing you to your rest. Oh, 
Brett. Brett, golly, we can't ever thank you enough. Why, if it hadn't been for you, I just don't know what would have ever happened. Oh, golly. <laughs> and did you see? He stayed through to the end. Mr. Barnum did. Right through to the end. Britt. Britt, you were great. Arch, I never felt so foolish in my whole life. Do you think he'll come backstage, Arch? Uh, Mr. Barnum? Somebody help me get out of this thing, will you? Come in. Why, Mr. Barnum? Good evening. I just wanted to drop by and tell you how much I enjoyed your performance tonight. We are most honored, sir. Honored. Your future in the theater is assured. And uh, you there, Ponset. Who, me? You told me you weren't an actor. Well, he was just sort of filling in, Mr. Barnum. Oh, I realize you weren't up in the part, Mr. Ponset. But such stage presence. Why, the way that audience quieted down when you walked on, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Never. Now, if you're seriously interested in the theater as a career, I would be very happy... No, no, you... no, no. No, no, no. Thanks very much, Mr. Barnum. I, I'm uh, not interested. No, that's that's real kind of you, but uh, no, thank. Oh, oh, no. Well, sir, I got out of that theater just as fast as my legs would carry me. Gee, I, I just don't see how anybody can set out to be an actor. All those people staring at you, and that. That sweat running down the back of your neck. Holy smoke. Worse than any gunfight, I'm sure. Of course, that applause. That's after it was over. That, that, that applause, that, that did sound kind of good. And Mr. Barnum, he, he's very nice about saying that I had stage presence, whatever that means. I suppose a man could get used to play acting if he had to. It sure is a scary business. The Six Shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and the transcribed story is written by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Michael Ann Barrett, Tony Barrett, Ted Bliss, Marvin Miller, and Dan O'Herlihy. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam, and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. This is Hal Gibney speaking. And that's The Six Shooter from December 13, 1953, with More Than Kin, starring James Stewart, also in that cast, Michael Ann Barrett, Tony Barrett, Ted Bliss, and Marvin Miller is heard on NBC. Before we tune into Father Knows Best, I want to remind all of our listeners about our classic radio club. You should really check it out, folks. If you like getting classic radio shows, and I'm talking about the best quality, the rarest, and the best shows of all time, on high-quality CDs in a collector case, this is the club for you because you will get five CDs sent to your home every single month, and they will be the best of the best from my 100,000 classic radio shows. I will handpick them. And if you want to learn more about this program, it's called the Classic Radio Club. Just go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. Read all about it there, and you can join for only $4.99. You will get your first five-CD set 
with 10 classic radio shows. Only five bucks, Lisa. I'm holding it and I'm looking at the radio shows. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm seeing these. What are you are the, waiting for? Well, I just got it. Oh, so okay. it's been about two minutes. Look at the shows on there. So I'm looking at CD1 has Abbott and Costello includes who's on first routine and we have the adventures of Sam Spade. Um, CD2 has Dimension X and it's got Escape. Uh, CD3 has Fibber McGee and Molly and Gunsmoke. Number four has Have Gun, Will Travel and Inner Sanctum. This is great. And five has the Jack Benny program just for me and Suspense Sorry Wrong Number with Agnes Moorhead. Right. So um, these are the classics. This is a great way to start the club. And then you can continue on each month and enjoy more classic radios. And you see the liner notes that I wrote there I, for Yes, it? I do. Um, this is a nice little... Uh, Nice little packet. I'm going to take a picture of all this. I'm going to post it. So if you have any questions, you want to see what it looks like, get an idea. I am sure you, if you love Hollywood 360, you will love the Classic Radio Club. Yep. Just go to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. All right. It's time now for Father Knows Best. This is from June 8th, 1950. It's time to buy a new car. Robert Young stars. Part one now of Father Knows Best. Mother, is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House. The coffee that's always good to the last drop. Have you heard of the wonderful one-horse shay that was built in such a logical way it ran a hundred years to a day? And then of a sudden it... Ah, but stay. I'll tell you what happened without delay. Well, of course, it hasn't been a hundred years since the Andersons bought their car, but you get the general idea. In Springfield in the driveway beside the white frame house on Maple Street, the Anderson chariot is getting quite a going over, like this. I don't care what you say, Father. It is a wreck, and you know it. Is that so? For your information, Betty, they don't build cars like this anymore. They don't build covered wagons, either. What was that? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, nothing, Dad. Uh, I was just thinking. He said they didn't build covered wagons, either. <laughs> oh, he did, did he? Okay, Kathy, just you wait. But if you find the car so objectionable, we can arrange for you not to be annoyed with it any longer on Thursday nights. Oh, I didn't mean that, Dad. I, I think it's fine. Well, I don't, and I don't even want to borrow it anymore. Good, I'll keep that in mind. Look at it. The paint all worn off, the upholstery all faded. You know, that's the trouble with you kids. You don't look beneath the surface. That's where your value is. Do you know there's 30% more metal in this car than in any 1950 model on the road? There is, huh? There certainly is. Now, you see this body panel? It's a little banged up, I admit that. But listen to it. That's solid. <laughs> That's good, honest metal. Dad. Cars today aren't built that way. None of them. They sound tinny and cheap. Dad. Have you seen the fenders they're putting on the new cars just like paper mache? Dad. But on this car? Well, listen to this. But grab it. Gosh, Dad, I was trying to tell you. I don't know. Why do things like this always happen to me? Daddy, why did you knock the fender off the car? Kathy, you'd better be quiet if you know what's good for you. 
Jim, I'm ready to leave any time you are. That's fine, Margaret, just fine. But you'll find the basket with the lunch on the kitchen table, so why don't you... Jim, what on earth did you do to the car? I didn't do anything to the car, Margaret. Daddy knocked the fender off. <laughs> I did no such thing. All I did was give it one or two little taps. Jim, Mr. Gilhausen said it wasn't going to last. Mr. Gilhausen, that crook, he doesn't know any more about fixing a car than... than Kathy does. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Charges me $7.80 to put a fender back on. And doesn't even use a good grade of scotch tape. You want me to get the sandwiches, Mom? Well, Leave the sandwiches alone, bud. We can't go to a church picnic or any place else until we get the car fixed. We can put the fender on with wire, Dad. It didn't look too bad the last time. All right, go get the wire. I think there's a whole bunch of it in the garage. Mr. Gilhausen. A fine mechanic he turned out to be. Father. He's a butcher, that's what he is. Anybody who can't put a fender on so it stays put. Father, may I please have the tickets for the picnic? You certainly may not. But, Father, Mr. Liggett said I could ride with them. Oh, he did, did he? And we'll be there hours before You're you. You're going with us or you aren't going at all? But, Father... Hurry up, bud! I can't. Kathy got the wire all tangled up. Oh, I did not! <laughs> There's a roll on top of the workbench, bud. Bring that. Okay. Father, I certainly think... Betty, you're going in our car or you aren't going. Now, that's final. Oh, poo, Jim. <laughs> Don't you think you're being a little severe? Betty wants to spend more time with Janie Liggett, that's all. It isn't that she's ashamed to be seen in our car, is it, Betty? It certainly is. <laughs> That old heat. You see, Margaret, she's ashamed of us. She's too good to ride in our car. I'm not too good, but that isn't even a car. Just a bunch of old bolts held together with bobby pins. Here's the wire, Dad. Betty, that car is good enough for me. And if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for my family. Is that clear? Here's the wire, Dad. And anytime you think that you're better than the rest of us, well, we'll just do something about it. And let's not forget it. Here's the wire, Dad. I heard you, bud. Gosh, how did I know? Sounds like your needle was stuck. Here's the wire, Dad. Here's the wire, Dad. Daddy! Kathy, be quiet. Gee whiz. Bud, I'll hold the fender in place and you wire it together. Okay, Dad. Jim, I know what Betty had in mind. She was only thinking of our good. Weren't you, Betty? Hmm? Oh, sure. They're going to have a drawing for a new car, and if someone isn't there... Someone will be there, Margaret. We'll all be there. Not that we'd ever be lucky enough to win a new car. Hold the front up a little higher, Dad. How's that? Okay. I've been going to church picnics since I was four years old, and the only people who ever win new cars are old ladies of 90 who wouldn't be caught dead with anything but a horse and buggy. <laughs> If they pick our number and we aren't there... We'll be there. Now, stop worrying about it. How's it going, bud? I think it's almost finished. Betty, go in and get the lunch. All right, Father. And lock the door on the way out. Yes, Father. I think that's as good as I can do, Dad. Hmm. Well, it seems firm enough. I wouldn't lean on it too hard. It's all rusted away on the inside. Well, it'll certainly last until we get home. And believe me, I'll give that Gilhausen character a piece of my mind tomorrow morning. Hurry up, Betty. We're ready to leave. Be right there. I'll get the motor warmed up while we're waiting. Want me to do it, Dad? 
No, I'm perfectly capable of starting my own car. <laughs> now what's gotten into this miserable wreck? Bang on the dashboard, Dad. Sometimes that does it. I did bang on the dashboard. Just cold, that's all. Is this all of it, Mother? Yes, dear, thank you. No good. Jim? Bud, uh, jump up and down on the bumper a few times. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with the car? It won't start again. Be quiet, Kathy, please. Well, it won't, will it? Try it now, Dad. Bud? Yes, Dad? Uh, jiggle the wire on the distributor. Okay. I never saw it to fail. The car runs like a dream, except when you need it. Oh, Mother, there's Janie Liggett. What am I going to tell them? Well, you just have to tell them... Betty? To... Yes, Father? What time is the drawing for the new car? I don't know, Father, but if we aren't there... Don't worry, we'll be there, but uh, just in case it takes us a while to get started... Well, uh, here. You take the tickets and go ahead with the Liggetts. Oh, Father! If we should happen to win the car, you... Uh, well... Go ahead. We'll meet you out there. I'm coming. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Betty, be careful, Betty. Daddy. Yes, Kathy? I don't mind riding in your car. Thank you, Kathy. I'm brave. <laughs> hey, Dad. What is it, bud? There's a pencil stuck in the distributor. I know. That's to keep the wire in. Well, the pencil's in, but the wire's out. <laughs> but fix it. That's why it won't start. Okay. I knew it wasn't anything important. Just a loose wire, that's all. It's all set, Dad. Okay. Stand back. I'll try it again. Yeah. See? All right, everybody. Let's go. Put the hood down, bud. Okay. Let it down easy so it won't shake the pencil loose. Okay, <laughs> Come on, Margaret. What are you and Kathy waiting for? Daddy. What is it, Kathy? We've got a flat tire. Oh, no. Most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. There must be some way of keeping that fender on. We'll be there in a minute, dear, and then you can fix it properly. What do you mean, properly? How can you fix a fender properly with those silly hunks of wire? It isn't the wire that's breaking, Dad. Pieces are coming out of the fender. <laughs> it only fell off three times. I know how many times it fell off. I know what's the matter with it. I don't know how to fix it, that's all. Daddy, there's the picnic. Where? Right over there. Dad, look out. What? There's a bum. There it goes again. That makes four times. <laughs> oh. Jim? Fiddlesticks. Kathy, why don't you run ahead and find Betty? Okay, Mommy. I'll see if anybody knows who won the car. Come on, bud. Let's take another whack at it. I don't think it's going to do much good, Dad. Look at the holes in it. Idiotic-looking contraption. Dad, I think I know how we can do it. If we can get some long pieces of wire, we can... No, that won't work. What won't work? I thought we could run the wire under the car and over the hood and tie it on that way. <laughs> Bud, that won't work. Well, that's what I said. No good fender. Daddy, no Daddy, good moth-eaten, lopsided, pot-bellied... Kathy, Daddy, 
What is it? Daddy, we won! We what? Yeah! Jim! Kathy, are, are you sure? I just saw Daddy, and they called our number, and we won! Jim, how wonderful! Well, Bud... Boy, oh boy! Bud, would you care to join me? What are you going to do, Dad? I'm going to show this no-good misguided fender just where it gets off. And that's right here. Turn it over, bud. Like that? That's it. Now, watch. I guess that'll show it. Can I jump on it too, Daddy? Sure, go right ahead. You too, bud. Have a good time. Jim, isn't it wonderful? It certainly is. I wonder what color it is. If that isn't just like a woman. I suppose if you don't like the color, we'll have to give it back. Oh, no, but I just thought it... Father, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it simply lush? It certainly is. Where is it? Father, what are they doing? Never mind them. Where is it? But, Father, they're ruining the fender. Who cares about an old fender? We want a new car, didn't we? Oh, Father, no. We want a ham. <laughs> That's the first portion of Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young from 1950. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, it's the conclusion to Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young. Then it's a good mystery on Somebody Knows from 1950. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.